नमस्ते एवरीवन वेलकम टू द चारबक पॉडकास्ट दिस इज योर होस्ट कुशल मेहरा सो फॉर टुडेस पॉडकास्ट अभिजीत नेम इज गब्बरप्रीत सिंह ओए आई आई व्हाई इज देयर अ ओए इन द एंड व्हाट अ व्हाट अ इंसल्टिंग सरनेम सो यू नो इट्स लाइक मनप्रीत सिंह चोपड़ा और हरप्रीत सिंह आलूवालिया सो माय थिंग इज गब्बरप्रीत सिंह ओए okay that's such 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 an insult to punjabis but so true because everything in punjabi language like oi oi exactly <laughs> excuse me i mean the okay. second most <laughs> yeah what the second most I common mean. word in punjab after sing is oi everything <laughs> is prefix actually it's more common than sing yes so i decided i'm going to be gabarpreet singh oi okay how awesome All right so there to give everyone a brief background so why we are doing this podcast so i approached abhijit and i told him yaar sun we have to touch upon this topic pehle abhijit was like i don't think so we can cover a lot of stuff on it and then i somehow convinced abhijit to talk about it because uh, the idea is that cooking techniques vary from culture to culture and i'll tell you how it came across to my mind uh in my travels across the world when i have noticed when i eat western food also in india or outside india there is a variance now i would never understand why that variance is it was only abhijit who explained to me is because they are cooked differently it's not even if you have the same ingredients literally let's say you pick up pasta uh, the ingredients of a pasta from italy and you bring it all the way to india and you cook it in india even if you do a different cooking technique it ends up being very different it applies to meats and other vegetables also so i told abhijit that maybe we can talk about cooking techniques and their impact in t- on food so having given the background and brief to everyone now i hand it over to abhijit ab to lele satri akal to everyone and i today be the talks about the, like the indian food which is the punjabi food basically oye kyunki oye humne to pura indian food ko the colonize karke rakha hai oye like the old the india is like the colony of the punjab oye so you know i am going to talk about the indian food which is basically the punjabi food okay now uh, getting to uh, becoming serious there are several things now the first thing i want to do and you'll all have to bear with me is i'm going to start showing you different uh, things like uh, first i want you to see a dhaba commercial uh, burner theek hai a dhaba commercial burner uh, if you've seen it this is what sells in an indian kitchen uh, as in for a uh, i want you to check this out Okay, first let's talk about the differences between Indian cooking at home and Indian cooking in restaurants, because Indian restaurant cooking is a whole different genre from Indian cooking at home. Uh, Kushal, what do you see in this? Yeah, so what I see is two chule dikhre mere ko aur wo niche ka knob alag kyon hai? Ghar ka knob thoda alag hota hai. What is the reason for the knob difference? So, wo chodo. That is basically commercial uh, ragadization. Okay, but these I things two burners are gas fired. right two burner gas fired but this produces something like 45 to 50000 btu okay okay so the intensity home, is higher it's much higher for because so, of the quantity of food because it's a no, bigger no and that's the important thing you need to understand so it does work for the quantity of food but it equally works for when each order everything is done pre prepared 
and combined. So when you order a kadai paneer, for example, at a restaurant, they have a tomato gravy, they have chopped up capsicum and onion, uh, and they've got a white gravy. And they will combine these three over very high heat at about 45 to 50,000 BTU. Uh, and it will only be this much, literally enough to fit in the palm of your hand, cooked at 45,000 BTU rapidly within one minute like a stir fry and serve. That's what gives it that smoky flavor where both the capsicum and the onion cook right through and yet they're crunchy and kind of maintain that uh, freshness. Okay. okay. And at home, a normal stove, I mean, forget if you have one of these Faber stoves or things like that uh, with the big burner, you will still only get about, uh, what, 18,000 BTUs in this, less than one third of what this is capable of producing. So you'll never be able to produce that same flavor at home because that charring that happens out there rapidly is very, very different. Okay? Chinese stir fries are even more so. So that will go right up to about uh, 100,000 BTU in a Chinese stir fry. Okay? Which is why uh, Dukan ka, uh, uh, this thing, uh, uh, Dukan ka uh, uh, chow mein will never taste the same as this thing. But I just wanted to explain something very simple out here. You will use the exact same recipe given in a uh, TV show by a chef. Assume you know the chef, you will go to the chef and you will, uh, and he will give you the, this recipe. Even then, when you try it at home, you are not going to get that daba flavor. Even if you go check with him uh, everything. Okay. Now, I learned my butter chicken recipe from the, a chef, which produces 90% of the flavor, but it will never produce that 100% of the flavor. And that 100%, that 10% is a huge thing. So what then happened was, and this then led me to explore why is it I get back tomatoes from Italy. You don't know the extent to which I have gone to get back tomatoes from Italy and Iran. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've literally packed up tomatoes in glass cases and whatnot from Iran and Italy and brought them, holding them like my own children uh, so that I could grow them out here. They don't grow out here, incidentally. The, the, the quality deteriorates massively, uh, even if you put the same seeds, because they need a very specific volcanic kind of soil. Now, this is well known. This is very well known that soil, soil quality completely changes the flavor of a lemon. One of the great lemons of India is the Gondharaj Nibu. Uh, uh, Gandharaj, you know, the king of fragrance lime, which is found in uh, Bengal. But you take it out of Bengal and try to grow it anywhere else. Within one generation, the fragrance is completely gone. Okay, wow. So the soil quality is known. But how is it when I get back, say, guanciale, which is a cheek bacon of the pig from uh, Italy? I'm getting back an Italian product. I'm getting back an Italian pasta. I am getting back Italian tomatoes. And I'm making the dish exactly with Italian wine, which I brought back from Italy. So I know it's temperature controlled and the temperature hasn't been destroyed by commercial handling. How is it not tasting the same? Okay. Do you know how simple an explanation it was, which I never realized? It was the water. Yes. In Rome. Oh, I can relate to this because chawal and basmati India se laya either same taste ni hota hai yaar. It nahi taste hota hai. It is insane. Same so taste yes, ko hi nahi sakta So hai. my anecdotal answer was correct. 
it is and here's the thing in rome the springs the drinking springs are all uh, fed by springs they are through old copper pipes they beautiful and they have this lovely sort of a uh, uh, alkaline flavor right uh, you don't realize that and i never realized that till i took a train from florence to rome and at roma termini in the that's a roma rome station there is a shop there called o2 o2 being water oxygen to to uh, uh, atoms of oxygen combined and this guy he i walked in because i'm like how dumb is this how stupid do you have to be to have a store dedicated to different kinds of water this is typical european stupidity whatever whatever he had a bottle worth 120 130 dollars which was antarctic spring water extracted from the core and what not nonsense but he recommended to me one of the cheapest waters around which was about 2 3 euros after testing me and he said you try this and see how hydrated you feel and i felt incredibly hydrated to the point i thought i was drinking this fresh lemon iced tea almost you know that sudden hydration you get which incidentally in india when you're really dehydrated you get from a really good fresh uh, lime soda or a nimbu pani that's been mixed a nimbu shikanji at a uh, this thing now there the water is a different ph here the water is a different ph Mm. there the water has different minerals in it here you're lucky if the water has any minerals in it because it's been put through an ro which is a very unnatural way of filtering water okay uh so even that makes a difference you know the chinese actually alter the ph balance they add this uh what's it called it's a lime water they add it to a noodle to completely change the flavor of the noodle so imagine what the chinese do with soda ash in some small way the ph of the water affects the taste of the same pasta that you cook here which is why your basmati or gobindabhog or any great indian rice that you take abroad and cook out of portable tap water out there will not taste the same so so soda ash they add it's called lye water l y e water and it changes it so you know water changes things so much Uh, so if you take himalaya water or if you buy himalaya water in america which i guess would be insanely expensive then your rice will taste the same out there okay mm. so little little things make a huge difference like we've already discovered the heat application uh the soil quality uh which is why in my new house for example i'm installing a commercial wok and a commercial dhaba ka burner at 50000 btu and 100000 btu just for that i have a question for you here when you say yeah. the temperature do you mean the rate of rise of temperature no the actual application of temperature okay. so for example a 100000 btu hitting a pan is going to be very different from 6000 btu hitting a pan okay okay good right that's why and, i wanted to clarify yeah so it things happen very very different the ionization of the oil and things like that happens in a very very different way right so uh, uh the temperature transfer happens in a very different way uh, and this is why so for example uh, a tandoori paneer will taste very different from a boiled paneer because the method of heat is different the transfer of heat is different the application of heat is different everything is different out here okay so it's it's little little things like this that add up and make a huge difference so let's look at some of the reasons so i've basically gone over the basic reasons why they're different but let's look at things and let's start with meat for example mm. now meat 
if you have noticed, I don't know how many of you here are meat eaters, but if you go abroad and you try, so capretto, goat, is very popular. In India, we eat goat. We do not eat sheep. So when you see lamb in a menu, walk away from that restaurant because clearly they don't know Indian food. Indians do not serve lamb except the hillbillies up north in the hills. Uh, uh, so uh, we only eat goat. Uh, so next, even if it is goat, goat in America and Italy has a very, very different taste from goat here, even if it's raised the same way. Now in America, Mexicans have a huge culture of uh, goat. I think it's called Calderon or something like that, but it's very different. Uh, why? Because in India, you castrate a goat when it's something like uh, seven, eight months old, which completely changes the flavor. The Mexicans do not. And that completely changes the flavor. Now, some people living in San Francisco have told me when I'm in America, I don't eat Indian food. I will only eat American food. I eat the local food where I am. Uh, but and mostly it has to do with the fact that the uh, white people insist on taking me to an Indian restaurant when I come to America. I don't know why, but I'm friends with all of them now to threaten to uh, kill them in very slow, painful ways if they ever take me to an Indian restaurant. So they've stopped doing it, thankfully. But when I tried the goat, it was written lamb and I was like throwing a tantrum and the chef came out and he said, boss, this is goat. Uh, you can come check it out. It wasn't, I, I don't know goat when I see it, of course, but I can smell and see it's goat. It tasted completely different because of this. And I found out it was because of the castration techniques that Mexicans do not use. Mexican butchers do not use and we do. The halal makes a difference as well. If you're very used to halal meat, thankfully, jatka meat tastes almost exactly the same. You can't tell the difference. You're used to that as well. But the main difference out there, if you go to a supermarket, you do not go to an Indian specialty store or an Indian specialty butcher. You go to a supermarket and buy something. Okay. Uh, a lot of people will use beef. A lot of people will not. The difference there is they age their meat for two weeks minimum. Because the enzymes, their whole culture is that the culling only used to happen in winter. In Europe, uh, the animal would be fattened up. It would be killed in winter because that is when refrigeration, well, there was natural refrigeration. It was all frozen in Europe. And you had to leave the animal to hang, the carcass to hang for at least two weeks for the enzymes to work and soften it up. Now, I'm going to show you what aging does. So I'm going to uh, do this thing about uh, meat aging. And I'm going to show you an image. Can you see this? Mm -hmm. Now, this looks rotten. It actually is rotten on the outside. But when you slice it, this is what it looks like. Can you see the brown rotten bits on the outside? Mm -hmm. But look how red it is on the inside. Mm -hmm. So this is a much better view of how aging works. Now, they do wet aging out there, but they age their meat. In India, it was never cold enough to do any of this crap, right? So we, in fact, end up uh, butchering the meat even before rigor mortis sets in. Rigor mortis, for those who don't know, is when you die, mm -hmm. uh, the whole body becomes stiff. It's the stiffness yes. of death. That is why they say stiff as a corpse. That's called rigor mortis. 
uh, of course, stiff as a cop has all sorts of connotations. But anyway, let's not get into that. Uh, uh, stiff as a corpse. Uh, we butcher the animal even before rigor mortis sets in. And we start cooking it then and there. So our butchery ka culture is completely different, which leads to a totally different flavor of meat. Which is why if you live in America uh, it, or in Italy, Italy has a great goat culture as does Spain. The, the goat simply isn't going to taste the same. It doesn't matter what you try with it. Okay. The next thing you need to uh, 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 focus on is the techniques of how we create textural contrast. It is usually a meat curry with rice and two, three vegetables on the side. Okay. Now, vegetables traditionally used to be crunchy. These days, with too much piped gas and too much ease, we tend to overcook vegetables. Purani it used to be steamed and then it should be stir-fried very quickly. Like, uh, you know, you'd have koshambir and things like that. Koshambir in uh, uh, Maharashtra or a puriel in Tamil Nadu or uh, what's it called in um, uh, Kerala, I forget, uh, Toran. It will be put, put, put like that it used to be done. So when you eat the meat with the rice and then a crunchy vegetable, you're getting crunch. Plus there would be things like papad around or say in Gujarat, there'd be fafra and things like that or bujia and things or put on top of things to create textural contrast. Now, we don't do that. We've gotten into this sort of monotone culture where because suddenly there's too much meat. On the day there is meat, you only want to eat mutton and rice or chicken and rice and things like that. It is also become all pervasive with the shakaharis that they only want to have paneer butter masala and chapati or naan. First of all, paneer is something, at least this quality of Paneer consumption, the quantity of paneer consumption is insane. It has never been part of our diet at this level. It used to be an extraordinary luxury at one point of time. Okay. But even there, you're losing textural contrast. So somebody asked a very important question somewhere here. Is that why is Indian food considered inferior to Western food? Mm. One of the reasons is that Western food has started paying a lot of attention to things like color texture, so visual appeal, uh, texture and things like that, which we traditionally used to pay attention to, which we have stopped paying attention to. Right. Can you explain now, that a little bit? So, Like I did. Pele mutton was very low on the side and it was served with 3-4 vegetables. Okay. So when you the rice and say a little bit of beans, you'll mix it and put it in your mouth. So we have gone away from the thali culture. That's what you're saying. Uh, it isn't a thali culture. It's really a multi-dish culture where you'd have four or five dishes all served. Yeah, you could call it the thali culture, essentially, where you mixed and matched to create texture and papad and things like that. Which is kind of textural, but it's very acrid in the mouth sometimes. Mm-hmm. So we've gone away from that, whereas the West has started paying attention to that. If you look at Western food before, till the uh, 18th, 19th century, Western food was horrible. Most of the peasants used to eat something called pottage, which is where the French word for soup, potage, comes from. Pot, because 
they didn't have much fuel. Whatever could be cooked would be cooked on only one pot in the middle of the house, which was used for, for warming the house and for cooking. Vegetables, because it used to use human and animal feces for fertilizer, uh, had to be cooked for a very long time in addition to watching in order to get rid of all the uh, possible uh, pests and things like that, uh, uh, germs and bacteria and things that could have been on it. So they would just throw meat and veg in there. It used to cook for hours. It used to be completely tasteless. Except in the royal kitchens. Where they used to have lots of food, lots of meat, lots of everything. So you're actually finding that the availability of a lot of gas and fuel, instead of making Indian cuisine more sophisticated, has taken away from the sophistication of Indian cuisine. It's all gotten kind of this homogenized tari, tari, tari. Tari takes a lot of time to make. Uh, and we're no longer focusing on things like texture and balance of flavors and things like that, which is quite dangerous in my opinion because we're losing our own culinary culture. But is there a cheese here which you have to pay attention to? And what is that? It is basically the fact that uh, the West, because it is now paying attention to that culture, understands how to rank Michelin star restaurants. I think Michelin stars are a fraud. That's a different matter because all the Michelin three star restaurants I've ever been to have been absolute shit. Uh, I can literally sit and bear my buttock cheeks on this podcast and it would taste better. Even the visualization of it would taste better than most of the crap I've had at Michelin three-star restaurants. But the two and the one-star restaurants are the ones you go to because they're trying very hard. The three ones have gotten complacent. But in India, because we are not focusing on that anymore, uh, they do not get ranked high in a way that the West understands. I personally believe that trying to live up to their ranking is a very dangerous thing. We can't be like the Thai, for example, who used to eat with their hands, but then shifted to a fork and spoon culture. Today, all Thais will either eat with, uh, uh, will eat rice and curry only with a fork and spoon because the British considered it uncivilized for them to eat with their hands. I don't think we should move towards that culture because, you know, we have certain things very unique to us, which we need to preserve. Uh, if the French can't eat with forks and spoons, if Michelin uh, raters can't eat with forks and spoons, screw them. Mm -hmm. But that shouldn't take us away from the fact that we're losing our own food culture, which needs to come back. <clears throat> right. Next, what ends up happening is today, what we consider Indian food mm is the food of the rich yeah which is extremely decadent food which is not really representative of our food heritage so i want all of you to google scappy's cookbook uh, the renaissance cookbook is scappy it was one of the first cookbooks ever written and he was the chef to the pope the borgia pope in the 1500s mm -hmm. his food is Italian food, but it is disgusting. You read the recipe for mushroom pie. It calls for one handful of mushrooms, one handful of sugar, one handful of cinnamon. A katori dalchiri ka powder. Aap dalogye ek cup 
चीनी के साथ और एक कप मशरूम के साथ मिलाओगे और वो एक चपाती के तरह डो में लगा के खाओगे ये कौन मेरा कुत्ता भी नहीं खाएगा ये सब but this was italian food this was the food of the rich because sugar was insanely expensive it could only come from india in those days okay uh, cinnamon again a spice that comes from sri lanka and india insanely expensive okay so this was showing their wealth a lot of these tarries and things are about showing wealth because they cook very very slowly over a long long time requiring a lot of fuel completely lose nutritional value completely lose textural values lose complexity lose a lot of things so it is actually the food of decadence that you are now glorifying as the best of indian food whereas the best of indian food actually still lies in houses with people who still know how to cook without trying to make butter chicken or trying to butterize everything like i said the punjabi colonization of indian food okay uh, so this is very very important for us to understand how our own food has changed and why a west which is able to appreciate japanese food a west which is able to appreciate korean food a west which is able to appreciate thai food whose ingredients have not changed that much but the presentation and things have changed i think there's a fantastic youtube video about how it was part of a concerted attempt by the thai government to change the image of thai food uh, and the way it was perceived and things like that uh we haven't done any of that to do that you first need to understand see unless you know where you have come from you don't know where to go so say there are people like vikas khanna and subir saran who are doing fantastic things with indian food uh the thing is they are all extremely technical restaurant dishes who's doing it for the home so reshmi di uh you know reshmi rasgupta uh, uh she she wrote a fantastic article which i tweeted out which was about uh you know how tarla dalal was so much more than julia child julia child brought extremely complicated french cooking into the american house Darla Dalal democratized Indian cooking for everybody. That was the first phase of the revolution. The second phase of the revolution is finding easy ways of cooking your own traditional food, which still has not happened. And you're wondering why that has not happened because I think we've hit an income level where interest in our own food history and trying to try it is important. So Malakwari, for example, the ones who we've done Baskar Maidan, who we've done podcasts with, they are trying to do that, and there is interest in it, but it's such a niche area, right? So you first have to understand that before you go on to getting these uh, uh, these things. So this had to do, and the reason I brought this in, I segued it from texture because texture is one of those very important things. that indians used to think a lot about while serving anything you look at a kerala sadhya which is served on banana leaf or a tamil wedding meal which is served on a banana leaf or a bengali durga puja there is a reason that the sweet is put everything is put because you are meant to mix and match and create different flavors in your mouth you're meant to change so you know in in a western cuisine they will bring out a sorbet if you are having a seven course meal between your pasta course and your main meat course they will bring out a sorbet which is a sweet 
frozen thing which is meant to change. It's meant to clear your palate so that you taste the meal completely. So we've always known this, boss. We've known this for thousands of years, which is why there's always a sweet chutney put on your uh, 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 banana leaf. Because between things, you would cleanse your palate with the sweet chutney and then move on to something else. restaurants palate cleanser as a technique Indian accent started that kala chota chuski on this thing. But See, these are old important techniques which we need to understand why it was done and learn and understand that it's simply a question of interpretation. You are serving a lemon granita sorbet at a restaurant. We are serving aam ki khatti meaty chutney on the thali. The function is the same. Do people even know how to eat a thali? I don't think so. You know, the one person I will never invite to my home again and cook for is Raghav Abasti, my lawyer. <laughs> Do you know why? Why? Sab jake Raghav Abasti ke Twitter timeline pe jake troll karo usko. Ki wo itna habshi hai, itna habshi hai. I cooked a whole meal of sambar, rasam, beans, fish curry and some chicken chukka. He mixed it all into one and ate it. It's such an insult to me. Short of calling me MCBC, he called me MCBC without saying MCBC to my face. And who eats it? Bikari does that. Horrible fellow. Whatever you do, hire him as a lawyer, but never bring him home to your house for lunch. It was so disgusting even to look at it. To liak your plate me, jake eke karke leta na, at least, then at least pretend you're taking it separately so that you can try the different flavors together. So imagine people have even forgotten how to eat in this country. It's that bad. Right? Is this the kitchenification of our palate? Har ko mix karke khalo. Boss, look, kitchadi is an extremely sophisticated dish. You know, one of the first things I introduced to any Westerner coming to my house who has not tried authentic Indian food is the khichdi. There are two compounds in rice plus dal, which when they combine form an extremely addictive substance. I forget the two chemicals. I keep trying to learn them up and I keep forgetting their names. But they are uh, uh, essentially young child with crystal meth is what dal is to rice. They are that addictive, which is why, you know, this lentil and rice phenomenon, it exists across the globe. Mexico may hai, Italy may hai, either hai, everywhere it is there because they are deeply addictive when they are combined. They're totally complementary when they're combined. So a khichdi is in fact an extraordinarily sophisticated dish. If you aren't doing stupid things like adding bloody garam masala and every vegetable under the sun to it. Usme bhi adrak lasan dalo, usme bhi tamatar dalo, usme bhi ye dalo. Nay, boss, a khichdi is extremely simple. You cook just rice and dal with a little bit of haldi together. You mash it up. Tadka alag se banta hai aur usme dala jata hai. That is your khichdi, boss. And Western folk go gaga over it. 
Now, why is it that you can't go to a restaurant? You tu bata, kyunki tu, you pretend to be Gora. How many Indian restaurants have you been to in America that serve khichdi? None. 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 And yet, this is one surefire trick. All the, um, I'm sorry to you, tell you this, but all the boys I have laid in America, I laid them through khichdi. I seduced them with khichdi. Hi, Shabash. Hmm. So if you have a crush on a white person, khichdi is what you cook. Mm. So Not bloody butter chicken. All the gay people out there, your way to bed is khichdi. Are straight people also? Straight people also. Straight people also. Kyo straight people khichdi nahi khate ho, kya? Khate hai. Ah, phir... So, you know, it's very important you take pride in what your culture is. Understand what your culture is. Understand why certain things are done. It's a very easy introduction. A khichdi is a very easy introduction to the Indian palate. Mm-hmm. And that, again, there you serve it with, like, so for example, in Bengal, where it's called Kichuri, we serve it with Begun Bhaja. Now, again, there are only two cultures that do deep fried eggplants as a standard. One is Italy, the other is Bengal. In Italy, they don't fry it as much as we do in Bengal. In Bengal, the belief is till it is rich golden red. where it is about 15 to 20 seconds away from the beginning of blackening. That is when you remove it, when the eggplant has caramelized, the sugars, the inherent sugars in the eggplant have caramelized. It is molten and it is beautiful. When you have one thick chunk of that, and it has nothing on it. It just has haldi and namak. Eaten with a khichdi is outstanding. Now, theoretically, this has violated what I said just before, which is texture. Either khichdi be soft and silky velvet hai, uh, ye bengan be soft and silky velvet hai. Yet, even a layering of the same texture creates incredibly complex things in the mouth. Our ancestors understood this. So, remember, there's two ways of eating a bagel maja. One is with khichdi, which is soft plus soft. The other is with luchi, which is a medeka puri. Uh, refined flour, fried globule, deep fried globule, which should be crunchy, uh, which is delicious. So crunch plus uh, morbidity work, morbid plus morbid work. I'm sorry, I'm using, when when I'm talking food somehow, because all my conversations are, uh, most of my conversations about food are in Italian. Morbido means soft. It's not, it doesn't translate the same in English yet. Sorry, it's it's soft, silky and silky. Okay, it creates a completely different um, uh, uh, mouthfeel. Be self-aware. And Kushal, the next time we have to talk about uh, uh, everything I learned at uh, CGH uh, uh, Kovilakam, uh, because Kalari uh, Rasayana, uh, because these were all things that, you know, they focused me to self-reflect and we have to talk about that. We have to do a long session just about that. Not just focusing on the weight loss, but the things I learned about just self-awareness of what you're taking in, what you're breathing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it helped me focus on so many other things. So anyway, so to get back to food, this 
directly violates what I said before, and yet it was extraordinarily complex in its mouth. So just because you're calling a Gora home doesn't mean you have to serve them paneer and butter chicken. Mm-hmm. But you do your ma ka, your dadi ma ka dal, because these days ma's seem to have forgotten a lot of traditional cooking. It's only that slowly mm-hmm. getting extinct commodities. Uh, so, you know, this is one of the other things which became very, very important, which uh, uh, people don't realize how important texture is in Indian food. And I really wish you started focusing on how important it is. The next thing, we already discussed water. Have you focused on sour flavors ever? Kushan? Khatta mitha, you mean? No. Uh, sour flavors in general. So, for example, khane mein. Mm-hmm. Khatas ki se aati hai? Merko nii alo, yaar. Mein toh khana khata hoon sirif. Merko kuch cooking ki knowledge nii hai. Tu merko aise question puta hai. Tu merko kitne saal se jantai hai? Fair point. Fair point. Thik hai. So, uh, look, khatas is, without realizing it, there's a lot of khatas in our food. Okay? There's always imli in a sambar or rasam. Uh, paneer me, this paneer butter masala and butter chicken that you like, the predominant tang comes from the khatas of the tomato. People don't realize, I mean, tomato to khatas ke liye hi dalte hai. Dahi bhi khane me khatas ke liye dalte hai. Mm-hmm. Nimbu, hum khatas ke liye dalte hai. Mm-hmm. So, the souring agent is so important we don't even pay attention to the souring agent, how to use it how and where to use it. So, you know, a traditional kadi, for example, a Rajasthani kadi, should be made, should taste like a chutney. It is made with incredibly sour yogurt. Kadi banane ke liye, agar asli mazedar kadi chahiye, dahi ko at least 36 hours, you have to leave it outside. Okay, near the stove, so that you get really khatta dahi, and that is when it tastes incredible. We've forgotten that as well. So imagine the West, which understands this, uh, that, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Nosrani or whatever, the uh, lovely Iranian lady who wrote this fantastic book, Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. We don't focus on that in India. You want hybrid tomatoes which are sweet, which have no khatas in them, and you're substituting it for tomato, desi tomato, which was added very specifically for khatas. So you're removing khatas. Okay. Uh, <coughs> there are so many chefs who I've seen who had nimbu at the beginning of a meal, whereas the entire acidity of the nimbu disappears after a while. Of cooking. Nimbu gets added at the end. You've forgotten that. Curry, the quintessential khata food. Because you are too lazy to jamaofai dahi at home. And instead you buy packet amul ka dahi or mother dairy ka dahi from outside. Which even if you keep it outside, it will go bad before it goes sour. You don't even know what a proper curry tastes like anymore. Hmm. Instead, what are you focusing on? The pakoda and the kadi. 
and the only reason you're focusing on the pagoda and the kadi is because your kadi tastes like shit so when your kadi tastes like shit you then have to focus on the pagoda when your butter chicken ki gravy tastes like shit then you got to focus on the paneer or well the chicken okay so even this imagine something as basic which in the west they are beginning to understand and mate and mix all these things they understand softness and softness they understand softness with crunchiness we understood all these things we've forgotten them they understand how uh, different kinds of salt and fat and acid especially can be combined we are losing our knowledge of acid it is so bad that right now i have about 12 varieties of imli in my kitchen tamarind guess why mm-hmm. guess i guess different flavor ke sath the compatibility changes no it's because 90% of the tamarind is shit kya baat kar raha hai it is shit wow imagine it is called tamare hind the date of india it is an arab word for the date of india because it looked like dates and it was the indian date mhm usme bhi we are not able to do it uh, optimally a tamarind starts off when it's almost white light white brown in color mm-hmm. and the more it ages it becomes black in color okay it. it is most flavorful when it is white but it is also most astringent a very nasty astringency agar tum safed kachcha imli khaoge it's like eh kind of a, a feeling in your mouth okay there is a sweet spot when it is very fragrant where the sugars have started caramelizing it is very soft and that is when you use it for cooking and finally when it becomes black its acidity only lasts for about 5 minutes of boiling then it goes away completely but it is fantastic for marinating meat precisely for that reason because it softens meat like nobody's business i have a question aa jata hai 5 minute ke andar of tandoori i have a question what is the difference of the impact of cooking meat in a barbecue vis-a-vis a tandoor that is something i told you on whatsapp like what difference does it create come to that so uh, just uh, keep that at the back of your mind and ask me when i finish this particular thing uh-huh. so imagine a tamarind in south india theek hai north india mein to tum log imli use nahi karte but in south india people have forgotten what a good tamarind is a good tamarind should be a rich brown color slightly light brown uh, like caramel fudge not mm-hmm. like chocolate a good tamarind is caramel fudge color now because my internet is gone and i'm working off my 5g and i'm on my phone i can't show you this i'm hoping so uh, i'm going to show you what caramel fudge versus chocolate fudge looks like and this is very important while searching for a now can you see this chocolate fudge mhm okay now let me share Anyway, uh, let let me share the other screen because now you've seen what chocolate fudge looks like. Look at the fudge on the right hand, the big picture on the right hand, yeah. and now I want you to see what caramel fudge looks like. Uh, can you see? Mm-hmm. See, there's a very different color. 
color and even, i think the other one is less grainy this is more grainy no don't focus on that just focus on the color the color is okay. very important okay the second thing is when you press this there's a lot of imli that comes in this color which is completely useless because it'll be really hard when you press it it should be soft like fudge okay if it isn't soft like fudge it's not good imli mm -hmm. okay so just press the packet when you find the right color mm -hmm. this is the color that should be used for sambar rasam and your fish curry south indian fish curry got it madras mein milna impossible ho gaya hai boss can you imagine that that's interesting yeah so we're losing a lot of and even knowledge of tamarind is lost it is one of your key ingredients what is punjabi cooking without tomato mm -hmm. and the uses and knowledge of a tomato is completely lost that everybody aajkal desi tomatoer milna impossible hai pata hai doon doon ke bheek wang ke lana padta hai desi tomato you only get hybrid tomato of course not right now that i'm talking about where tomato prices are super high but generally even when they were not high mm -hmm. in the south your acidulant has become so uh, people have lost knowledge of what to use so it's it's actually very very worrying that this is happening now the second part of this is khatas mm -hmm. which is pickling in india where a great pickling culture and why does every part of india have a pickling culture have have you ever thought about it no never because lacto fermentation and the creation of those bacteria are very very important they are a very important source of probiotics for you because we are we were always seeking to compensate for a protein deficiency because of a deficiency of meat mm -hmm. so achar is actually required for the probiotic creation log kanji kyon peete hain do people even know what kanji is it's red carrots that are fermented in mustard and water mm. uh, the vadu mango pickle that is so famous in tamil nadu and things they are all lacto fermented for a period of 10 to 15 days there is a pickle called mahali karange which is fermented in dahi for 10 to 15 days aur wo dahi bigadta nahi hai can you beat it wo dahi do saal tak rahega bigadega nahi wow yeah that's so fascinating souring creates probiotics now what i'm finding is if you go to youtube and click nimbu ka achar kaise banaye ya aam ka achar kaise banaye they all give you instant mango pickle instant lime pickle which you're cooking instead of putting it out in the sun and allowing it to ferment तमाशा बना के रखा है इट्स एडिंग टू योर प्रोटीन डेफिशिएंसी रीजन फॉर दिस लाइक पीपल हैव जस्ट दे डोंट हैव टाइम सो दे आर इनोवेटिंग एंड ट्राइंग टू रिटेन द फ्लेवर आई कैन अंडरस्टैंड नॉट हैविंग द टाइम बट नॉट हैविंग द नॉलेज एंड नॉट नोइंग व्हाई दैट पिकल वाज इंपॉर्टेंट टू यू टुडे यू ईट पिकल्स बिकॉज़ नथिंग दैट योर Uh, uh mother or cook cook taste goods you need pickles to spice it up you're not even questioning why it does not taste good you're using it as a flavor substitute 
उसमें भी तुमको कन्वीनियंस चाहिए एंड यू डोंट अंडरस्टैंड व्हाई इट वाज मेड इन सच लार्ज क्वांटिटीज एज अ काइंड ऑफ अ प्रोटीन बॉम्ब फॉर यू वेल एज अ प्रोटीन सप्लीमेंट नॉट अ प्रोटीन बॉम्ब बट अ प्रोटीन सप्लीमेंट सो देयर वर लॉट्स ऑफ अचार्स दैट वर मेड स्पेसिफिकली फॉर दिस not all achars but most achars were made specifically for this kind of probiotic uh, and you know these are the same clowns who will spend 40 50 bucks on drinking yakult oh do you know i'm drinking kombucha saale bhencho tere ghar mein achar theek se banta nahi hai wo 200 rupaye ka 1 kilo ka achar banega theek se wo nahi piyoge banaoge par 500 rupaye ka kombucha bana ke piyoge खरीद के she takes so much time to make the pickles and then she couriers it to me and now i'm getting also into pickle making and you really understand why it is required because aajkal kya hota hai there's too much chili powder and all kinds of crap being put you know a gajar gobi shalgam ka achar which is sort of the north indian standard mm-hmm. first of all this whole concept of making it khatta meetha started very late पहले तो खट्टा मीठा बनता नहीं था बस तीखा खट्टा बनता था सो इट यूज टू बी हॉट एंड सावर इट वॉज हॉट स्वीट एंड सावर ओके एंड देर वॉज अ वेरी गुड रीजन फॉर इट बिकॉज इट वॉज रिक्वायर्ड इन लार्ज क्वांटिटीज फॉर प्रोबायोटिक्स टूडे यू वॉन्टेड बिकॉज इट नीड्स टू बी अ फ्लेवर सब्सिट्यूट बिकॉज योर फूड टेस्ट क्रैप एंड यू वॉन्ट दैट शुगर बिकॉज योर pickle itself tastes rubbish you need to put crap like garam masala into it which should never be put into a gajar gobi shalgam ka achar the only things that go into a gajar gobi shalgam ka achar is mustard oil sauf kalonji methi and crushed mustard okay now except for the three sauf uh two sauf and kalonji the south has the same pickling culture except sesame oil instead of mustard oil but it's the same mustard base mustard is our fermentation uh, starter and methi is the main flavorer of pickle mm. which is also a fermentation starter remember a lot of idlis will call for methi to be ground dipped because that is where the yeast starter comes in from well the the bacterial culture to make the uh, thing rise theek okay? hai हम खुद ये समझते ही नहीं है बॉस सो अगेन वाई आर वी नॉट अंडरस्टैंडिंग दैट राइट नाउ यू टेक ए गो टू ओल्ड डेली एंड ट्राई द फेमस मटन कोरमा ऑफ ओल्ड डेली इट्स एक्चुअली इट इज अ वेरी टेक्निकल थिंग एंड इट ओनली हैज थ्री मसाला इन इट धनिया a lal mirch and haldi it has no badam shadam in it and yet it is the most delicious mutton dish i i would say the top 3 4 mutton dishes anywhere 
it is highly dependent on the precise frying of pyaaz kam taloge to maza nahi aayega zyada taloge to kadwa ho jayega you fry it less the flavor would be maximized you fry it too much the flavor will turn bitter 99% of houses and restaurants in old delhi have forgotten to make their own dish they they use store bought dahi in it which like we discussed does not have the tang uh you just don't get it anymore mm. so it's across communities uh it's across parsis have forgotten now parsi parsi cuisine is a very interesting cuisine because you know they've got this concept of khattu meethu tikhu mm. it should be sour khattu it should be sweet meethu and it should be uh, a chili tikhu okay now one of the classic dishes of this is something called zardalu sari boti mm-hmm. zardalu is zard is persian for uh, yellow uh, aru is plum so yellow plum which is basically an apricot dried apricot sali is the chips the potato chips boti is the mutton mm-hmm. 99.99% of parsis don't even know how to make that in parsi ir kitne reh gaye 1 lakh parsi hain but boss they are your richest community and if the richest community which is so obsessed with its own heritage has forgotten how to make their own food they are so interested in philanthropy and culture and things like that how does it work that you forget your own food and if you go to iran today you'll realize why the khattu is the khattu comes first it's not tikhu meethu khattu it's always khattu meethu tikhu the khatta comes first because in iran khatta flavors are extremely important even to this day so you can tell that influence from it you know the apricots that are used in a proper parsi zardalu sali boti should be the old style apricots fully dried apricots we used to get not that turkish semi dried shit that you get today let me show you uh, uh, this thing uh, what it is uh, can you see this mm-hmm. this is the traditional apricot that we get in india that has to be used for a it is used for the khubani ka meetha which is very important in hyderabadi cuisine it is also used in the uh, uh, um, पारसी जरदालू साली बोटी वेरी वेरी इंपॉर्टेंट एंड दिस इज क्रूशियल इन कश्मीरी मत्स विच इज लैम्ब इट्सर इज वन Hmm. Right. So even that is now becoming a problem. Uh, even your richest community is losing its traditions. Even your poorest community are losing its traditions. And most of our food historians are quacks and frauds. Most, not all, but most. 
दे ओनली फोकस ऑन हींग अलेक्सेंडर का अफौज ले आया बिरयानी बाबर ले आया दिस इज दिस इज द एक्सटेंट ऑफ द फूड हिस्टोरियनिज्म Do you remember the New York Times article? Hing, yeah. hing, which grow in our own bloody neighborhood in Afghanistan, was brought by Alexander's army. We need a Greek coming from five thousand kilometers away to get bloody hing uh, from uh, uh, Kabul to uh, Delhi. हमसे कुछ नहीं हो सकता. Basically, ये conclusion हमसे कुछ नहीं हो सकता. That is हाँ, a conclusion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you know, uh, so this is uh, uh, very important. the next thing which we don't realize and i again segued into uh, this thing umami umami is the fifth flavor which is a japanese word which we don't realize we have uh, so in the west you don't really have a umami enhancer you can kind of use dried uh, well uh, tinned anchovies for umami the real umami concentrations in come from the east in terms of fish sauce and soy sauce but you know india has always had an umami booster which we don't even understand is a umami booster what is that umami booster i don't know any guess uh, comments may sab guess karo somebody has said hing correct hing is our umami booster yes it's from iran hokai but that doesn't matter they don't use hing in iran we only use hing here and the good hing does not come from iran it comes from afghanistan isn't it surprising in afghanistan and iran they simply do so not hing is akhand bharat hing is akhand bharat it is akhand bharat uh, hing is an extremely powerful umami supercharger uh, cooking with lactic acid uh, uh, dahi have you ever thought of why india is the only country that keeps adding dahi to meat and dahi to curries marwadi which has a lot of uh, dahi added to the curries lactic acid when it is caramelized is an extremely powerful umami enhancer and we don't even realize that when we're using it so understand why things are being used okay next you don't even understand aajkal सब का सब घी जो खाते हैं जो मार्केट में मिलता है इट इज ऑल बुलशिट यू नो दिस ए टू बिलोना घी दैट दे गो गागा ओवर इट इज क्रैप बिकॉज दैट इज नॉट द वे टू मेक घी ओ इट्स वेरी फेमस दिस इज ए टू बिलोना घी और वट एवर समिट एवरीबडी इज गोइंग गागा ओवर इट सॉरी so what happens is ghee has a very specific way to make ghee first you boil the milk which is traditional out here because even if it's pasteurized we boil it we allow the cream to set on top wo uh, uh, malai form hota hai on top uh, or as in say in tamil yed setta ho next you make dahi out of it dahi is a souring process where the malai is getting soured which is in the west is called culturing the yogurt mm-hmm. or culturing the fat now you keep accumulating more and more of that fat so parts of it are fresh cultured some of it in the fridge can grow up to about 2 3 weeks where it's a really powerful culture almost almost not rancid but almost on the point of being rancid which is then made into butter first 
which tastes delicious, white butter that you have with parathas, which is preserved in water, which is the kind of butter that Krishna used to steal, which finally, when it is on the point of going rancid to preserve it, it is made ghee out of. That is that unpleasant smell you get. When a lot of people complain, kya bu aari, Oh my bu God, I, I remember that smell even to date. Consistently, on and off, मगर पहले तो रोज मतलब रेगुलरली बनता था इतनी गंदी बो आती है उसकी ओए होए बट आफ्टर दैट इट टेस्ट्स लाइक हेवन हां मगर बास बहुत आती है भाई यार यू हैव टू डील विद सम थिंग्स यार ओके जस्ट डील विद इट सो यू एक्चुअली देन द घी दैट कम्स आउट ऑफ इट एट द एंड because in our house, it's two things are done with it. Now, you remember how I said lactic acid, the caramelization of lactic acid is a powerful umami enhancer. Mm-hmm. Parmesan achieves that in a different way. That is the curing and the lactic fermentation and the sort of caramelization of milk solids in a Parmesan, which is why Parmesan is an umami booster. It's a different kind of caramelization. Like, uh, if you do Gujarati chunda, the uh, 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 you do not cook the sugar in the chunda, which is the sweet mango pickle. It is actually cooked in the sun, and you actually reach single thread stage in a chunda purely by putting it under the sun. No heat is ever introduced to it. So here, what happens is Parmesan caramelizes the milk solids a different way. We caramelize the milk solids in a different way. The milk solids used to be kept on the table along with the ghee. So garam chawal me on hot rice, you put ghee, you add your curry, whatever. And then you sprinkle the milk solids on top like you would a parmesan because that boosts the umami 110%. Today, they're not even selling you those milk solids which are crucial to consume. That is your Indian parmesan. Like you sprinkle parmesan on a pasta, you should keep that on the table and sprinkle it on top. They don't even make it at home. I mean, if you can't do that, at least get no, MSG is not banned in India. Bullshit. MSG is not banned in India. It is unbanned now. Uh, MSG ban was long back. So please don't spread misinformation. I'm Mohammed Zubair. I'm a fact checker and I'm fact checking you. Good. Now, uh, uh, so what happened is you really have to start. If you can't do that, then at least get really good salty Amul butter. And Amul butter is something that was done right because they got the flavor exactly right which is what an Indian butter, a fermented Indian butter will taste like after adding salt to it. It is a different matter that it also tastes like one of the great French butters from the, uh, 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 what's it called? The Ile the something. Uh, there's a very famous place in Beur de Isigny, Isigny, as we say in English. Uh, uh, Isigny butter. It, a good Indian butter should taste the same like uh, French Isigny butter, which is a cultured butter. So take at least that, if nothing else, take a big 500 gram block of Amul butter and slowly cook it for 45 minutes on your stove till the milk solids at the bottom start browning. Mm -hmm. And you try that ghee, it is going to be a completely different thing because at least it's adding the flavor of fermentation, if nothing else. Mm -hmm. So even the most, and ghee is so important to us, it is crucial for our rituals. Tum bhagwan ki bhi saman nahi kar rahe ho. 
यू नॉट इवन प्रिपेयरिंग द घी द वे द गॉड्स वांटेड प्रिपेयर्ड कैसे वाहियात गिरे हुए घटिया देश हो तुम शेम ऑन यू आई स्पिट ऑन ऑल ऑफ यू यू आर नॉट इवन वर्शिपिंग द गॉड्स द वे यू शुड यूजलेस पीपल टाइम नहीं है लोगों के पास इवन दैट हां टाइम नहीं है लोगों के पास टाइम नहीं होता लोगों के पास अरे टाइम नहीं है तो जाके टट्टी खा के मरो ना खाने को क्यों बिगाड़ रहे हो साले टाइम नहीं होता समझा कर एंड नाउ अंडरस्टैंड विथ ऑल ऑफ दिस हैपनिंग घटिया टमाटर लॉस ऑफ नॉलेज ऑफ टेक्सचर लॉस ऑफ नॉलेज ऑफ वाई यू रिमेम्बर कुशल वी ऑलवेज डिस्कस वेरी क्रुशल टू मैन्युफैक्चरिंग इज नॉट जस्ट दी हाउ इट इज ऑल्सो द वाई and this is why i keep saying the chinese will never be able to catch up with the west because they when they steal technology they steal the how they do not understand the why hmm. cooking is like that unless you understand the how and the why you will never get it right and so today what everybody does is because they've all forgotten the techniques where every single constituent of your khana has been destroyed you do not have the same commercial heat at home which anyway you should not be eating at home it was meant to be special outside food tumhare tomato bigde hue hain tumhara imli bigda hua hai the parsis don't get the correct apricots anymore nothing is correct you then start adding masala to everything for every like you remember where uh, uh, i started off with scappi and how for one cup of mushrooms he wanted one cup of sugar and one cup of cinnamon these days for the same bloody one cup of mixed veg these morons want one cup of uh, mdh kitchen king masala mixed into it plus one cup so scappi used one cup mushroom one cup sugar and one cup uh, cinnamon you assholes you are using one cup mixed veg one cup onion tomato ginger paste onion tomato ginger garlic paste and one cup uh, mdh kitchen king masala hmm. and in those days those europeans they never washed their ass and you people are becoming exactly like those non ass washers sharam karo reform yourselves you are a despicable people you are a fallen civilization you are not a civilization disgraceful people very good reform reform yes so, yes so you must understand where you are coming from in order to know where to go stop over spicing your food understand your oils properly understand your fats properly understand how your salting goes properly kala namak you know chaat masala mein kitna sara ye recipe dekhta hu jab garam hai when the imli ka sauce is hot they are putting black salt into it without even understanding how black salt ka flavor dissolves in heat you never put kala namak into an imli ka sauce till it cools down 100% stupid people you all suck you're a bunch of suckers very good reform yes and that's it yeah no before we wrap up i told you so what what difference uh, is the tandoor and the barbecue we have to yes. know that yes so tandoor is like 360 degree heat mm mm-hmm. it's sealing it from all sides 
okay and it is creating a, and there has been a whole marination process that has preceded it mm -hmm. a grill on the other hand is not sealing it from 360 degrees mm -hmm. so it is actually a very small difference if it is both coal it is a small difference in that the heat application will be the same but the lack of 360 degrees will make it less the grill will be less juicy than the tandoor because tandoor mm -hmm. mein sab kuch ek saath ho raha hai 360 degrees so all the flavors and the juices are locked in here it comes to the surface the side that's cooking at the bottom is getting cooked and it comes to the surface which is why something in a tandoor will be softer and even that mild textural difference imagine the same kind of heat simply applied differently at even at the same temperature will change the nature mm -hmm. of the cook so if you grill like a lot of us have open grills we don't have tandoors you will get about 99% of that flavor but that 1% which is the juiciness and the rapidity of 360 degree cooking and the minimization of moisture loss creates that is what takes a great dish to a spectacular dish and that is why a proper tandoor aajkal gas tandoor use karte hain which is useless but a proper tandoor will be spectacular but a home charcoal something simple like bangan ka bharta have you how many of you have actually tried cooking the bangan on charcoal the taste is totally different to sekoing it on the gas flame gas stove total so it is understand i'm trying to teach you the first principles here of understanding being self aware of what you are eating why you are eating it and think about these things hmm got it now i'm going to paraphrase a lot of questions together because we have to wrap up in 5 minutes uh so i'm going to mix it what do you suggest uh, to anyone who tries to cook biryani at home i got spices from dawat with respect to hyderabadi and kolkata biryani and um, somebody has asked do you think maharashtra maharashtra cuisine what do you make of it where vati represents proper proportions i don't understand uh, what that question is because bande ne paise bachane ke chakkar mein aadhe aadhe words mein question likha hai but uh, biryani ka kya hai matlab do you think the spices from dawat are good enough the spices are almost irrelevant it is the technique the sequence and the cooking times that matter and when i do start my cooking channel which i will next year i will be slowly explaining this entire process to you you will be doing a whole year of just rice i'm still working out all the blueprints of everything because first of all understand how to cook a khichdi the first thing i'm going to teach you is how to make a khichdi because 99% of khichdi doesn't even taste good then we slowly biryani is a great technical skill understand spices are just a checklist they are only 10% of the dish the remaining 90% of the dish is the technique hmm it is the quality of ingredient and what ingredient you are getting hmm to to khana okay. banana main khana khaunga theek hmm. hai main wahi karunga acha question so, ek aur tha so quickly uh, let's take all the start questions quickly yeah no i'm taking Hadi them yeah hanu thank you why is indian food considered inferior answered Uh, which modern fusion or modern take on classical Indian dishes you like? Well, Suvi Saran makes a very good khatte aam ka prawns. He's a vegetarian himself, which always surprises me how good he can cook meat. But uh, he does. Uh, it is said that food items in India, again, Hardik grows is of low medium quality. Yeah, we've covered this, and uh, 
Uh, aim boss, please start promote P. Aims boss, please start your cooking channel soon. I'm eagerly waiting how to cook. Yes, I am. Uh, Dipendas, people say non veg cannot be cooked without ginger garlic. Ask Kashmiri Pandit. Thanks, Aim, for bashing fake Kashmiri damalu. Thank you, Dipend. Uh, 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 fake Kashmiri damalu is a crime that is punishable by death. And 99% of YouTubers don't even know bloody how to make a Kashmiri damalu. They don't even know how to. 99% of that damalu is in how you cook the potato. Sale alu pakana nahi jante hai damalu ke liye aur Kashmiri damalu banayenge labne kahenge. Then Roshan Jagannath Temple has preserved Odia food perfectly. Yes, I agree. They do not use any uh, post-Columbian ingredients. No potato, no tomato, things like that. All temple food in the south and in Odisha is like that. Uh, also in Bengal. Uh, and only black pepper and am. Yes, yam, root vegetables are used, but not potato. Correct. Thank you. Uh, uh, somebody knows uh, 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 something about this. Bas baati karte raho, bana ke dikhao live cooking. Haan, live cooking ne wo agle saal jab ghar banega, tab ye banega. Is couscous better than quinoa? They're not Indian ingredients and I don't care for couscous. I prefer upma and South Indian couscous, which is upma. Thank you. Uh, now, any other questions, interesting questions that came up? Uh, you once told us how to cook dal with hing only please tell us the cooking way once more not now I'm not going to make him repeat that go and watch it uh, wherever you saw it then your favorite Bengali veg recipe my favorite Bengali veg recipe is khichdi also begun bhaja which is again see it's the simplest dishes that are so delicious there's also a cabbage we make with fish uh, where the fish is actually an ingredient the cabbage is the main dish which is delicious but uh, uh, there are these amazing Bengali vegetarian dishes uh, you won't know them because we use a lot of Greens, lao shark, uh, and things like that, which are the leaves of vegetables. Only Kashmiris use these weird leaves other than Bengalis, uh, which are delicious, which uh, I don't even know if you'll get them where you are. So there's a lot of these leaf-based dishes, which are incredible, which I want you to try. And I'm going to explore it in my channel with you. Not that fake Bengali cooking, uh, kya, what's it called? Bong cooks or what, bong eats or whatever. There's a channel called Tanhir Pakshala, which is much better. If you can understand Bengali, try it. Uh, but there's some amazing Bengali things, uh, vegetarian food. Bengali vegetarian is actually more complex than Bengali non-vegetarian. Normally, it's the non-vegetarian that is more complicated and uh, vegetarian that's easier. Bengal, it's the opposite. So there's all of that. Then have next. you ever had missile pow? I love missile pow. It is so I, I went amazing. I went to a, I went to a mutual friend's house for lunch yesterday or day before, and she served me missile pow. Next time to Gharpe. So you know, I'll take you to this uh, spot in Chembur. It's called Bhat. Oh my god. Like missile pow has to be tikha, but you know the main thing in oh a missile pow in the missile is actually something we use in Tamil cooking, which is called Patharka Fool, Kalpasi. That is what gives it its unique flavor. Next. Yeah. Oh. Okay, Nene. So we have covered it all. So we, uh, because uh, this was a, a very quick, uh, fast, rapid fire round, but uh, this was fun. And I actually am glad we did this because uh, Abhijit was doubtful. Ke nahi, is pe kya baat karenge, and then I pushed him to do this. Dekha, main right tha, tu wrong tha. Uh, do we have 
Do we have one minute left? Yeah, sure. One minute hai. Good. Because he asked for dal with hing. I'm going to tell you dal with hing. Very, very simple. Two is to one quantity of soaked tuwar dal is to water. Uh, turmeric. Uh, quite a bit of turmeric. Quite a bit of hing. Cover and pressure cook. I'm not a big fan of pressure cooking, but still for ease, pressure cook. Usme thoda sa put some kind of a fat because it lubricates the pressure cooker from spilling out. Mm-hmm. Once that is done, mash it, then dilute it to however much you want. Sarso ke tel mein, heat up sarso ka tel. Don't smoke the sarso ke tel. Just warm through the sarso ka tel. And you can either put chira ka tadka or lasan ka tadka or uh, uh, ye kya hai? Uh, uh, lal mirch ka tadka. You can put a combination of any two or three and for variations, do it with ghee and do it with mustard oil. Uh, it's that simple. That is all you need for a great dal. Now, very important people forget this. If you're doing it this way, then after you have done all the tadka fadka, just at the time of serving, you squeeze lime juice. Remember, acid. Very important. Or if you don't want to do that, when you're cooking the dal, hand crush a tomato and cook, cook it with the dal. So there you go. Now you have the recipe. And now we will go and do our own thing. Abhijit, to ja ke soja. Main ja ke ek aur podcast record karta hu. And guys, as always, thank you very much for tuning in. This is a unique one. Uh, Abhijit was like, itna raat ko kaun sunega dek? Raat ko bhi aagaye log sunne. So mm-hmm. we have created a, a, a record of sorts where we are, it's almost 12.30 in the night in India. So as always, pleasure talking to you, Abhijit. Ja, abhi soja ja ke. Wow. Oh yeah. So guys, uh, go follow Abhijit on Twitter and keep trolling him about his cooking channel, which he was supposed to start this year. But I know it will start next year because that is how. It's all Abhijit because of the house. Him. It's all because of the house. I can't cook in this uh, kitchen. The very bad it. kitchen. Okay. And, and when his channel starts, I will come and make a special guest appearance on his first episode to eat food, not to cook. I will only eat. I will only eat. So, and and please support my podcast also. So, like this video, subscribe to the channel. If you are an audio only listener, uh, please leave a rating on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, wherever you are. Leave a review. Or uh, if you want to buy the merchandise, buy the merchandise or send your donations to UPI. I'll see you guys next time. Tata, bye bye.